You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. Hello, and welcome to Integration Redesigned. I'm your host, Kate Port, and in this episode, I'm joined by Fabricio, the head of education here at Digibee. Welcome, Fabricio. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me here. Very excited for this topic today. So what does it mean to be head of education? What does that translate to for you? Uh, I can divide my work in three buckets. The first one is how can we deliver useful content for our users in using the platform? So everything related to development content, courses, tutorials, and everything related to that. A second one is related to learn experience. How can we deliver a useful, uh, friendly user experience and mostly a learning experience that can make their job in learning easier? Uh, the third one, third one is more related to user adoption. How can we grow our community? How can we grow our community uh, to attract more users and foster the engagement? in order to use the resources that we are providing to them. I think it's really important when we think about the specific type of people that we're targeting with the platform, which are developers. How are we servicing them, right? And so when we speak to education, it's so important that people understand not only the work that they're doing, but the tools that are being used. So when you think about we brought you on board to help with redesigning the educational experience for Digibee. What, how did you do that, right? How did you think about redefining and redesigning the educational experience for Digibees? Perfect. In interesting question, Kate. And uh, we, we start with the beginning that it's a different user. So if we see educational resources in general, we used to put education as an end People study to get a certification and then do something else with that. Actually, we want to help our our users to use the platform, not necessarily to get a certification. So in this case, education is more like a mean rather than an end. And there are some implications that we need to take into consideration. For example, uh, we don't want to measure how how much time they they spend in the platform. Actually, in the platform, I mean the learning platform. Actually, we want them to use the DGB platform, and the learning platform is just a resources for them to help to not be stuck or to get involved their skills in using the the platform. So we uh, thinking about some strategies that we are using. We are using approach more uh, just in time rather than just in case. For example, we do not provide a lot of content for them for just in case they can use. Actually, this should be more just in time. And we need to uh, take into consideration concepts like cognitive load, limited attention, and things that we want to put in place to provide a better ex learning experience for them. 
When we were catching up earlier, you mentioned that platform selection was very much dictated by our user base. And you referenced those things just before, right? Thinking about the difference between a student-teacher type of engagement versus self-paced learning for developers and people learning the platform so that the end result, as you were saying, wasn't just a certificate, but it was more, I want to use this platform over and over, and how do I find the information when I need it versus all at once for this certification? How have you measured the impact of the success that we've seen from the platform? Because it feels like the change has been successful, but how are you going to look at the success in terms of metrics? Oh, perfect. And uh, it's interesting because in the context that you brought related to uh, how the users, they, they learn, we need to take into consideration that we may have uh, users that are using the platform in a linear way, learning things from scratch, and uh, uh, in a non-linear way that they can use the platform whatever they need. So we need to we needed to think our metrics in a way that we could measure how they how the learning platform are being useful for them, considering those multiple approaches. So uh, one first metric that we put in place is of course the the new users how how many new users we are bringing to the platform, given our clients base. And this uh, help us to understand how we are uh, creating the awareness and attractiveness of the platform for them. And uh, uh, once they are there, we measure the, their user stickiness, right? So we compare daily active users with monthly active users. Uh, because we understand that that if they are going uh, frequently accessing the platform, probably we are helping them in the daily daily basis. So it's more our lifelong learning approach. It's an ongoing basis approach. It's not a it's not a thing that is start and and there's an end. It's a it's a process. So we need to provide uh, resources that can help them. In uh, in uh, in a journey, not something that's gonna have an end. And finally, and this is the, the most challenging, is we how can we measure the learning effectiveness? And and it's not necessarily by grading, right? It's not necessarily to see that grades. Uh, and uh, we we came out with uh, how could the learning be useful? If the learning is useful for them they are using the platform by their own. So we measure pipeline, uh, how they are using and creating integration pipelines in the platform by their own, not with any help. So this is what we call the self-sufficiency metric for how they are totally autonomous in using the platform. And we measure and understand the co-hosts that are using the platform and how they are progressing in deploying new pipelines without any help. I think for those listening, thinking about implementing an education platform overall, it's helpful not to just look at, hey, how many people use the platform and how many people have taken courses or completed activities or searched for content, but in 
are you seeing an improvement in the amount that someone is using your product or service as a result of having better education and better tooling to support the users? So I love that that's an area that we're focused on. When we're thinking about licensing software based on DigiBee's you know, experience and your past experience, what's the biggest impact of having an educational experience like ours when you're licensing software? Perfect. I, I think that every product team uh, aims to foster adoption, right? The product adoption. And uh, in, this case, in our case, software. And uh, by not knowing how to use the software, it's a, a great friction for that uh, adoption, right? And uh, there's different learning curves that users can uh, overcome this learning curve in order to start to growing their skills in using any software platform or product or mainly digital product. So in this sense, uh, we, we can think that a product team, if they have offering a a software that it's uh, easy to use and is not complex, it's very simple to use, maybe an onboarding uh, program can be enough for to help these users to overcome this learning curve so they can they are able to explore all functionalities of that software. But in our case, despite we are a low-code platform and it's a platform that is easy to use, there's a lot of capabilities. There, there's a, a lot of complexities that can be solved by using the platform. So uh, the learning resources are really important to help the, the users to go through this learning curve as soon as they can in order to use the all the capabilities that the software can offer. Very, very well said. What are some of your favorite educational experiences? I know mine, we were talking about this, but um, as a, I teach part-time myself, so I'm familiar with a number of platforms, but we talked about a bunch. Um, what are some of your favorite ones? In this case, because we are focused on delivering a self-paced platform, we, we, I, I really like the platforms that can add a lot of technology features for interactivity. Uh, and a way to try to replicate at most they could the relationship that students may have with an instructor, right? So in the in this case, we get inspired by some uh, ad tech uh, platforms in the educational industry. Uh, for example, uh, Pluralsight and Code Academy that they focus more on tech as a general, and also DataCamp and DataQuest that focus more on data science teaching, and they are really interesting platforms providing the, those features related to interactivity, live self-grading, uh, or uh, feedbacks that can provide this uh, self-paced um, rhythm for the student, but also Trailhead from uh, Salesforce that in, in interesting way to organize the content with some gamification features that we are um, um, get inspired as well. So I think that those are five uh, interesting uh, examples that I can mention. They're so good, and it, we would be remiss not to mention stuff like Salesforce. And I think um, 
platforms like Google for Google Analytics and other training that they have. I mean, there's a wealth of knowledge out there and packaging it up uh, between those platforms has been inspiring to watch. Fabricio, thank you so much for joining me today. We very much value having education at the forefront of what we do here at DigiB. Uh, It has been a pleasure, and I am sure we will have you back for more as we start working on more education that we share. That's it for this episode of Integration Redesigned. See you next time. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how Digibee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digibee.com. Thanks for listening.